everybody. Welcome back to Coco and Dalts. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming movies and series on Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, and Netflix. I'm not Dalts. And I'm not Coco. And not Coco, what are we talking about today? So we're going completely off the board here, listener, and we are talking... <laughs> About something on Amazon Prime Video, believe it or not. Which we seriously never do. So we were sitting there on the couch in our various states of unemployment and uh, quarantine. (laughs) I thought you were going to say various states of undress. All that too, but (laughs) listener doesn't need to know that. We got an E on this episode for people. (laughs) E for excellent. Um, And we were flicking through and we're trying to figure out what should we watch. And of course, Coco was like, let's watch some foreign murder stuff. And then I was like, no, let's watch a serious think man drama. And this is taking a turn, are you? No, I, we didn't really talk about that, listener, but listener might want to believe that we did this. And so we stumbled upon this movie, which is called Sound of Metal, which is about a, well, it's about a girlfriend and a boyfriend. And the boyfriend uh, is a drummer. The girlfriend is a singer. And the boyfriend slowly loses his hearing. And then he deals with that for the rest of the movie. Okay, is that's that, it. Is that an adequate summary? Do you think? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And and so it's uh, very well done. Uh, you want to give us who the stars are, Coco, because you're way better at pronunciations than I am. <laughs> so uh, Riz Ahmed, who you may know as the pilot in Rogue One, that's mm-hmm. where I know him from. But apparently, he's been in other stuff as well. What? I know nothing exists but the Star Wars universe. <laughs> he played uh, the drummer. In the movie, and Olivia Cook, uh, the drummer's name was Ruben, and Olivia Cook played the singer slash guitarist who is the girlfriend. Her name is Lou. I would say more like screamer than singer, but <laughs> that's a minor point. And like in the first five minutes of the movie, I was like, "Yeah, I can tell why he lost his hearing." Like <laughs> Jesus, if he's listening to that every night, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say they definitely would have been, they would have fit in in the 90s music scene for real. Yeah, exactly. They were no white stripes, let me tell you. <laughs> so, Daltz, what did you think of uh, Sound of Metal? So, I thought this was uh, perhaps the most terrifying movie that I've ever seen in my life because I'm a huge music guy and uh, my hearing, uh, I listen to probably way too much music. Yeah, I listen. Do. I listen to it uh, <laughs> all the time, as Coco knows. Uh, I uh, listen to it probably too loudly at points. I listen to headphones a lot. And uh, it's a very key part of who I am. So if I were to lose my hearing, I would be devastated. And also, I have, uh, dating back, and this is way more information than that listener really needs to know, probably... Uh, I have tinnitus, so I have constant ringing in my ear, and that means that I don't hear all that well. So I'm always kind of worried about losing my hearing. I once had a an examination, and they said that my hearing was uh, six or seven years older than I was. So I was hearing at that time for a a 50 year old when I was you know in my early 40s, and I'm sure that's continued. So where I'm going with this is that this represents my worst nightmare, is losing my hearing entirely. And that's what happens with this. He's a very young guy. He's probably in his late 20s, maybe in this movie, early 30s, the character, uh, Ruben. Um, And 
I just I was I was spellbound. I was completely enraptured with this movie. It was really well shot. The uh, audio effects that they use, obviously, you can imagine that they would use this, where they they take his perspective on what he's hearing with the muffled uh, audio, and then the impaired audio, and then various uh, you know degrees of that. Um, and it was really well shot. It was really well acted, and it, the story wasn't. Um, it didn't seem like it went into a rut. Like it wasn't predictable to me. And I just, I just really liked it. I really <laughs> liked it a lot. It's not an uplifting movie by any stretch no, of the imagination. not at all. It's not a Hollywood, like everybody at the end has hearing and, and deafness has been cured. You know, it's, it's definitely not that. Um, but it was really well written, really well documented and really well uh, filmed, I thought. Coco, I c- what did you think? I think you said it all. I concur. Oh, really? The end. <laughs> yeah. And you can find us on. <laughs> no, I, like you said, it's not uplifting. Um, it was two hours long. It didn't really feel that long. Like, I don't think there's anything they could have cut really to make it snappier. But this isn't the sort of movie that you necessarily need to make snappy. Um, Riz Ahmed, I thought, did a great job. He was really, yeah. he was really fantastic at conveying the frustration mm-hmm. and the anger and the sadness yeah, and the betrayal yeah. because this is how he makes a living this is his life and now his like body has betrayed him and mm-hmm. through no fault of his own he can't do this anymore and mm-hmm. yeah so i i thought he did a fantastic job i was really annoyed olivia cook's eyebrows <laughs> in the very beginning of the movie when they're out on tour were white blonde and they really really annoyed me and then at the end of the movie they actually matched her hair color and mm-hmm. i was like that's not the same person so, <laughs> like that's not the same actress she looks completely different with eyebrows that have color so so listener just to give you a glimpse inside the how the sausage was made is that coco looked to me at one point during the early part of the movie and said i can't go on <laughs> i did i was like those eyebrows are way too distracting just I taking away from the movie and i f- i felt really bad because they in the beginning part of the movie, Lou was with him when mm-hmm. he lost his hearing and they're going through this major struggle together and they're both scared and she did a really good job. But all I could see was those damn white <laughs> eyebrows and it was killing me. It was so distracting. And I understand rock and roll person, right. not conventional Vogue cover model material doesn't care about that, but it was, it was very distracting. I thought some of the, we should also mention that uh, Ruben was a recovering addict. So the camp that he goes to for deaf people is a camp for recovering addicts who are also deaf, 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 I should say. So there's a lot of, there's a lot going on there with the dynamics between him trying to learn sign language and him trying to deal with being an addict and that sort of thing. But it sounds like in the, in the description and the way I'm describing it is that this is really like a fraught, you know, over the top kind of movie, but it was really subtly played. I thought it was, there wasn't a lot of dramatic music there were the, the camera angles and everything like that were respectful. There was a lot of lingering shots where you saw the person on screen and there was nothing really there but you Mm -hmm. were just kind of looking into their thoughts almost you were looking at them as they were struggling with whatever it was and it was mainly Ruben the character of Ruben we were looking at but it was really understated in that way to me in that you didn't have the dramatic moments and you didn't have the 
you know everything was set up it, this, this is a quiet little great movie I think that in in that regard is that you just have scenes like you would in real life and people were struggling with things and and um, I also thought that the way they did the interaction with the other deaf characters mm. in the movie was really respectful and we weren't introduced to it we weren't like and now they're going to talk American Sign Language like it was you just had to follow along you had to pay attention and uh, and you could get what you wanted out of it. There weren't a lot of instances where there were uh, closed captions or subtitles for American Sign Language. Um, it just was, you were expected to be almost in Ruben's shoes from the get-go. And it was just really well done. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is an award winner in some way, shape, or form, given that it's released toward the end of the year, which is traditionally when award winners are released and nominated. Um, and uh, I just thought it was, it's, a, it's one of those really quiet well done movies like i said yeah it's a character study more than yeah anything i i also you totally knew at the very end that ruben was going to do what he did right like yeah. i you could you could see that one coming um and i won't spoil it because i know Daltz hates it when oh. i when i spoil things but listener if you watch this and you make it to the last scene you're going to know what i'm talking about and yeah. it's not it's not surprising that he does that yeah, I, I think we need more of these movies. I, I don't know. This is an original story. We haven't seen anything like this. I have never seen a story where it documents somebody. I'm sure there are stories out there that are like this, but I've never seen a story where it documents somebody's their loss of uh, hearing and somebody who's so young and somebody who's rebellious by nature and how they handle it. I mean, it, it was just it was really original in a lot of ways. And I know there's only so many original uh, ideas out there, but it's really nice to see again that we have an original idea out there and it was really well done like it just it, it was just really well sometimes you get an original idea and it just doesn't deliver like the first and second acts are really good but then the third act kind of leaves you blind and leaves mm -hmm. you cold um but uh, i thought this one followed all the way through so i give this like i don't know sign language for almost two thumbs up because <laughs> wouldn't that just be two thumbs up oh, well that's probably two thumbs up <laughs> i mean the the middle of finger like apparently flipping somebody the the bird is a universal it's, language it's like every it's, language yes yeah. yeah, the same in uh american sign language as it is in not sign language <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign of itself so yeah. what did you think coco yeah i i enjoyed it the story was compelling the pacing was good. Uh, the writing was good. Like I said, Riz Ahmed did a great job. Um, even the uh, supporting players, uh, mm -hmm. the guy who ran the, the deaf camp, he was great. Uh, Matthew Amalric, I'm probably mispronouncing that. He showed up at the end. He played Lou's father. He was the main villain in Quantum of Solace, apparently. Oh, yeah. He's also been in Wolf Hall, which I highly recommend if you haven't seen it. I thought he did a good job mm -hmm. for as big a part as that was mm -hmm. um so yeah i i enjoyed it i give it like a b plus yeah and i would say there weren't a lot of distractions like sometimes in a movie like this you'll find they want to have a secondary storyline or right. they want to have something that you know like in this case uh his girlfriend lou you know in some other case it might have been like oh she was abused or something like that something horrible like that but it was it was this movie was just about his struggle mm -hmm. and i think that that was appropriate i think it, that was what it needed to focus on and it was just again really well done recommended highly to a listener for sure so that's it for this episode of the podcast we're going to do another one soon so stay tuned for that <laughs> won't you <laughs> for another episode of the podcast i'm not coco and i'm not dogs <laughs>